Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Yay. Welcome to Couplescape. Couplescape with Emma Arnold and Pidge. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good to be back. Yeah. So much. Uh, it seems ridiculous that every time we get back together to record this, it's um, saying "Welcome back" because two months you've been gone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we've both been busy. We've had schedules that have been really conflicting. Yeah. And I'm just glad we're totally not prepared for this uh, no, at all. No, we had like a couple topic ideas. <laughs> it's, funny we've, it's been like two months, and then we're like, "What do you want to talk about?" Nothing. And then we started we started talking we're like, "Oh, podcast, podcast, stop talking, stop talking." Yeah, we usually get all the uh, bitching about things that we can't talk about on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. pre-podcast. Which is funny because I think people who listen to the podcast would be surprised. <laughs> I know. It just seems like we cover everything. Yeah. And yet, there's stuff that is off limits. Yeah. Like naming names. Mm-hmm. Oh, we name names. Um. But there are some people that are unnamed. Yeah. Because they're so wretched. Yeah. That you just, you just it like hurts our comedy podcast <laughs> to say their names. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, after I tell you this earlier when we were talking about people that we hate, I have a really good people we hate that I want to start with. Yay. Um, my kids. <laughs> no, I no, hate I my hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> just all of them. Uh, I hate them. <laughs> hate, no, that's not true. But no, so my boys came home from um, their dad's house, and they were super fired up because, so you know I do the, another podcast with them called My Boy Friday. Right. Which we've only done a few of, and I had been recording them without telling them, this is, I get it, great ethically. <laughs> but I knew that if I told them I was recording them, they would act totally different. And right. I never put in anything personal. It's just them talking about farts and boy stuff, and I never have put in anything personal. So I've recorded, I think, three of those where they're just really silly and just being goofy. And I had planned to tell them when I got back, because um, the podcast has gotten pretty popular, so I had planned to be like, hey, I've been recording these, I'll delete them if you want, or we could make more. And instead, their grandpa's girlfriend, who hasn't been around, she's not like their grandma. Like, she's just a woman that their grandpa has been dating for a while, who is a bit of an odd duck. Um, that's me being so goddamn diplomatic right there, just so you know. <laughs> She sat them down, um, and just just so you know, their dad knows I do that. Like their dad knows that he's listened to the podcast. I had him listen to him. I was like, "Are you okay with me publishing these?" He was like, "They're super super funny. Go for it." He's like, "I don't care." I think we talked about that before. Yeah, we did. So uh, they came home and they were like, uh, "We'll call her L." I think I said her name last time. <laughs> she sat them down and played. The episodes for them, and was like, your mom's been recording you guys without telling you, and you guys say a lot of really inappropriate things on here, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, and the inappropriate things are, um, they call someone an asshole, and Arthur, um, one time, at <laughs> one point, yelled, kept yelling, sweaty balls, Because <laughs> he's the goddamn best. That kid has such good timing. His comedic timing is really all mine. It's amazing. It's great. <laughs> but she, like... It was like a five-fold thing where she was like outing me to try and make them. She was like, aren't you mad at her? Aren't you guys mad at her? And my kids were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like they were appalled with her. They were, She was like trying to out, out me, trying to like create distrust for them with, with me, um, scolding them and like parenting them for their language and for the content of what they talk to me about. Um, and then also like being like, Make sure you never say anything bad about your grandpa and I because your mom could be recording it at any time. Like the craziest. They, so they came home. They told me the whole thing. They were super upset. Not that I had recorded them, which 
we had a really long talk about it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That was like a violation of your privacy. Calvin, as you can picture, <laughs> very autistically fired up um, about the idea of, of whether or not something was worth art if, uh, <laughs> if someone's privacy was violated. Like, so funny. But in the end, they were like, we're not mad at you for recording it. Please don't do it again without telling us. But we're not mad about it. We're just really upset that we found out from her. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I should have talked to you about it. I fucked that up. I like by waiting because I was waiting until I was like home for a bit and we could record another one because I wanted to get their permission and then talk about it on the podcast about how I had done that. Um, and they were littler too when I, you know, it was like they were a little younger when I did it. So I don't know. They were not that much younger, but they seemed less mature. <laughs> but anyway, so they were so upset and so like, like they were like, it was weird and she's super weird about it. And I was like, yeah, that's really inappropriate. And they were like, she listens to all your podcasts and. The other thing that bothers me about it is um, she also then, I guess, like, was, like, sh- like saying that I had other podcasts and blah, 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 and do they listen to those? And I'm like, so you're taking it upon yourself to introduce my kids to my comedy at 13, 11, and 8? Like, there are certain things I've shown them, like certain videos and certain, you know, like I show them some stuff, but... I don't show them all of my comedy because some of it is rather adult, you know, like right. um, a butt sex joke. I don't really think my kids want to hear about their mom and butt sex. It's probably not something you want to hear your mom ever talk about. And I and and why is it part of of parenting to reveal every yeah. nuance of your work life? Yeah. Like, what if you did something else for a living? You know, are you going to go in them and show them all the like random ass reports that you're doing right. for it's your like? Yeah, you don't. It's just like... Yeah, it's a very weird thing for her to feel like she needs to, like, expose me and how terrible I am to my children. And I'm also like, what's your end goal there? Is your end goal that you're hoping my kids trust me less, like me less? That's humongously detrimental to my kids. And and I, like, like I said, the kids were like, we're not mad at you, we're not mad at you, like, because we talked a lot about, you know... If if what I had done was right or wrong, and I was just like, yeah. Well, so why are your kids spending a bunch of time with? Well, they don't. Oh, so my ex lives with his dad. Oh. So um, they're they're only over there four days a month, but they're around him and then um, her, you know, kind of by proxy, and just so funny because like I get along with my ex pretty well. Yeah. My ex husband, we get along pretty well. Like we can spend time together. We get along. We're supportive of each other and. Um, it's like weird that his dad and his dad's girlfriend have held, and he even, I called him and was like, you need to talk to them about this because this is so inappropriate. And he was like, he did. And, but it was such a weird, I'm like, why are you hanging on to this anger when we're the ones who got divorced? Right. And And there are kids. There are kids. Collectively. Yeah. And I talked to him about this and made sure it was okay. And he was fine with it. And yeah, it's such a weird thing. So. Um, and I had already given her a shout out and been like, stop listening to my shit because she had been telling my ex stuff that we say on the podcast, not even about him, just about my traveling. No, I remember we talked about that in an episode and we were like, (laughs) we were like, how inappropriate and weird. And he was like, yeah, I don't want to listen to that. It's like being married to you again. He's like, that's why we were divorced. I don't listen to you bitch about stuff. Fair point, sir. Yes, absolutely true. Yeah. And I don't understand it, but, um, so I want my kids like. I think it, in the end, you know, in the end, she kind of did us a favor because we had a, a good talk about that. And we had a good talk because I was like, Arthur started crying and he was really upset because she had really scolded him very heavily for his language and shit. And I was like, dude, 
fuck her. <laughs> fuck her. You are an amazing, smart, creative, hilarious kid, and I'm so fucking proud of you, and I love who you are, and I love that you're a sass mouth, you know, little sh- punk shit who doesn't take who doesn't take shit, you know? Like, I wish I had had that as a kid. I wish I had had the audacity to stand up to adults and be like, no, you're wrong. You're being an asshole right now. Like, right. And, and, you know, I just, I was like, I admire you, and I love that you're funny. Like, nothing makes me happier as a parent than my kids being funny, I just think is the fucking greatest gift, you know? And I was like, don't, don't let her take that away from you. People aren't going to like you sometimes. Fuck them. Like, who cares? You know, if people are like, oh, I don't like your style. I don't like your language. So he was... Also, why why, why is she listening if she's offended by it? You right. know? Don't listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, don't listen to it, Lorenda. <laughs> you don't have to be here. <laughs> Go put up some more Trump posters or something. Good Christ, woman. <laughs> so weird. Mind your own business. Mind your own business. This is what I think everybody on the whole fucking planet, especially in our country, yeah. needs to take heed and mind their own fucking business. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's too much meddlin. Yeah, too much meddlin. Yeah. We could run on that. <laughs> too much meddlin, 2016. Let's, uh, how about next year? Yeah, okay. 2017. Let's run independent. Like, we're so independent, we're not even going to run in the right year. Yeah. That's how independent we are. <laughs> There's got to be something we can run for next year. You know, sheriff? Yeah, sheriff. Oh, God, you'd be a coroner? <gasps> I'd be an amazing coroner. You'd, in Idaho, you don't even need a medical No. Degree. You can just be a coroner. You know what? I don't want to be a comedian. I want to be a coroner. You know what, though? Actually, I don't want to be a comedian or a coroner. Did you see the thing I tweeted earlier about how you can be a professional tickler? Oh. No. A competitive. (laughs) They have competitions where you tickle people. It's it's You want to touch. See, you like to touch people. I don't like to touch people. That would, like, creep me out. Especially, like, in their, like, their zones. They're, like... Zones. They're tickle zones. You? I'm not touching your zones. That's a hard no. Hard no. <laughs> no, I'll touch anything during sex. Okay. Well, we've talked about. It. I've got a few limits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't want to. That's like there's this thing. Have you heard of cuddle puddles? Yeah. <sighs> professional cuddlers. You can be a professional cuddler. Well, I can't. No, a, a person could. <laughs> I can't even be a uh, personal cuddler. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I think I like. When I saw that, because there's a documentary about it called Tickled, where the guy like thought it would be this fun documentary, and he got into the competitive world of tick- of endurance tickling, and it turns out like there's this whole seedy underbelly to it, and like bribery and all this stuff. And Does I was, like, not surprise me at all. I want to be a part of that world more than anything <laughs> I've ever heard of. I would be an amazing competitive tickler, because you need to be. I think you need um you need to have. It's all about the face, Jocelyn. You have to have tickle face. So you have to have, it has to be part, like, sadistic glee. <laughs> and, like, let me show you my tickle face. Okay. And then you just confirm. Because it's not, like, when you're tickling somebody, they're like, ha, ha, ha. But if you do, you lock eyes, and then you look like maybe you'll never stop. <laughs> and then you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrifying, right? I didn't even tell I can't, you. I know. I, I don't. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> it's like. Sadistic glee and a, li- like a little, a little spice of, of relentless, it, you can just It's animalistic, dude. Animalistic. <laughs> it's Nicolas Cage. You know, you're like, oh my God, put your eyebrows down. Yeah. So don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I say go for it. Yeah. This whole comedy thing isn't working out it anyway. Is, no, it's not. It's a real. 
real. You know, you gave it your all. I did. <laughs> you gave it the old college try. I sure did. I feel like you're my accountant right now. That's kind of the talk he was giving me. It's okay because at this point it's not quitting. It's not. You know, like if you do something long enough, you and you fulfilled your obligation. Yeah. And then you can be like, done and dusted. You tried it. Yeah. So you can be like, yeah, I tried it. I tried comedy and it just uh, wore me down into piles of dust. <laughs> <laughs> it was no good. So now tickling. Now tickling. So now I am a... Now so I'm I bet that pays even better than comedy. <laughs> if, oh, yeah. One guy said that he got $30,000 like in bribe. Fuck yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take a tickling bribe. 100%. I'm not an honest tickler. But you realize you just totally fucked yourself. Because if you win any competitive tickling, they're going to find this. Lorinda's going to tell them. Lorinda's going to tell me. Just everybody realize that um, she's not an ethical tickler. I let her kids know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I feel like I would be fantastic at that. I don't like to be tickled. I'm a tickler. I'm not, I don't like I wasn't ticklish for most, like, even as a kid, I was never ticklish most of my life. And as an adult, people would try to tickle me and I'd just be like, don't, don't do that. See, for me, that has to, I have to have a relationship with that person that's very specific that allows for tickling. Like if somebody, but if, oh yeah, I can be very ticklish. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have that kind of relationship. Yeah, for me, it tends to be uh, kind of a pre-sex move. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You know, like when somebody throws you up against the bed and starts tickling you. Like and fighting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do that to me, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just go stone, like stone still, and I'm like, what are you doing to my body? Because I, I don't like it, and I think I have like a shut-off switch. So if anybody starts tickling me, I just, like, I just go limp like a doll. <laughs> That's a defense mechanism. Until, until uh, a friend of ours who works with autistic kids was explaining to me that autistic kids are hyposensitive, where, um, like, they have so little sensitivity um, that you have to apply extra pressure. Like, there's a certain way to tickle autistic kids. And when he told me, he jabbed his thumb into my rib, and I let out a noise like I'd never made before. Like, it was like a, the pure tickle, like, oh, oh, oh. And I was so like, what was that? What did you, how did you just get that to come out of me? And he was like, yeah, it's like a special pressure you with autistic kids where like they can it's the only way they can feel it and then they love it they just love it and it's like the right kind of sensory thing and he did it to me like twice and I was like I I hate that you can do this to me I hate it and then my other friend Alex who works with autistic kids she can do it to me too the only two people who can tickle me yeah I'm not even gonna try yeah I give up like stare at you do it (laughs) that's why I could be the competitive tickle because I would just sit there right what what a lot of people tweeted at me. You realize that's a, a fetish thing. You realize that's a porn thing. And yeah, like, what isn't? Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course I know that. What about me says I wouldn't know that that was a fetish. And I used to, I actually, I wrote two 6,000 word stories that were published um, that were gay tickling porn when I, when I was writing erotica. But they didn't sell all that well. If you made them into furries, they sold really well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fetish 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 fetishy fetish fetish. fetish. It's like super niche fetish. Super niche, yeah. <laughs> but those are the people who are reading that shit because you know. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> who do you hate? Who oh, like? well. In addition to everybody, no, I have a very specific people that I hate this week, which are men that want to talk to me about my car. 
And I realize that this is a sort of niche thing because not everybody has a car that people want to talk about. I don't think anybody's ever talked to me about my minivan. Oh, your Toyota Sanana. Wow. Well, I've always like just randomly had a car that men have a specific interest in. And you have like an old school Jag, right? I have an old, old, I call it my Jalopy Jag. It is, uh, it's, it looks classic. Um, but the only way that it's a classic Jag is that it's just a fucking lemon as you know, it's expensive to fix. I don't care anything about it. Um, in terms of like upkeep and stuff, for instance, I got rear ended and they busted out my taillight in January, still not fixed. Yeah. So don't ever wash it. I mean, it doesn't look, uh, unless it's maybe sort of like, uh, twilighty out. It doesn't look like a nice car and it's just randomly. I have it because I'm. Uh, almost 40 years old and can't afford my own car. So I drive a car that my parents gave me. So <laughs> in another way, I have not invested in any way in this vehicle. But so, um, you know, I usually can avoid talking to people because I just go to work and I'm in my own driveway. And then, you know, but then every once in a while, like I, there was a spectacular strawberry moon. I don't even know what that is, but it happens only every 70 years and it happened last week. And so I thought, oh my gosh, this would be an amazing time to go up to Kirkham's Hot Springs, which is this just crazy, beautiful, fantastic hot springs that has waterfalls that runs into the river. Yeah. It's so like the most Idaho thing. Like when people are like, why do you live in Idaho? You could show them a picture of that. Yeah. You can show them, you can take them to Kirkham's Hot Springs. And I mean, it's like something from an episode of The Bachelor, mm-hmm. only I get to go there. <laughs> And be in a bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> so I drive up there. It's like two hours from Boise. And it's a perfect weather. It's a perfect night. Pull up. I'm in my bathing suit. It's a full moon out. Like this beautiful setting. And this like fucking idiot walks up to me. Give you a rose. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you're here with my rose. Oh, no. And he's like, oh, wow, that's a great Jag. You know, we have an XJ6 in 1977 and like wants to go into this full on discussion. Sorry, mansplain or not, no, manologue about his own Jag and wants information about my Jag, which I have none. You know, like I cannot have an interchange with you. Also, I'm at Kirkham's Hot Springs on a full moon night in my bathing suit. Why do you think we want to talk about that? I came up here to talk about cars. This is really... <laughs> With you, a random stranger I've never met. And ha- would have no idea that you had also a Jaguar. But the funny thing is, is like, I think a lot of men right now, or a lot of a lot of people would, listening would be like, oh, it's because you're in a bathing suit. But this no, guy, no, no. that guy's never... No, his wife was right there, like, rolling her eyes. not talking to you because <laughs> you're in a bathing suit. He's actually like, I'm here for the car. Uh, I'm just telling you, I'm here for the car. Oh, yeah, that's super irritating. So... That doesn't ever happen to me... With cars. Do you, is there yeah, anything? Yeah, planes a lot where, um, you know, I'll be sitting on the plane and some, it's always an older guy. It's always yeah. a guy like, like 50s, 60s and, um, who sits down and then just starts manologuing. Like you said, just talking to me like at length about something that I'm like, oh, oh, I don't, we're not friends. I don't have, I don't care, but I have this perfect fix that I do now. Um, cause you know, even I'll put in my headphones and they'll still like keep talking or I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to read. And they'll still keep talking to me. Um, I take my laptop out as soon as we get up to 10,000 feet. And I just start watching Magic Mike 2. Uh, Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> and I just skip right to this one scene where he's kind of um, dance fucking <laughs> to Ponies Genuine. Or Genuine Pony. Um, he's like dance fucking this table. And I'm like, no, no, I'm listening. 
And I just like watch that and it shuts dudes up so they're like, oh, well, looks like you're passing. <laughs> it's like the most intimidating. <laughs> There's like all these scenes with all these like, have you seen that movie? I, I don't think so. Um, it's just, it's lovely. It's just a I think I saw film. the first one. It was fine. I didn't see the first one. Actually, <laughs> the second one is free. Thank you, Delta. Um, you can watch it as many times as you need to keep from talking to you. And I have probably seen that movie 45 times. Not in its entirety, but just I'll skip ahead to a certain scene and be like, I love this. I love this part. Uh, but... It See, I've, guys up immediately. I've, I've, perf- I've perfected the don't sit by me on an airplane face, which I realize if you have assigned seats, um, which is, is, is a problem. But what I learned is that if you make eye contact and you have resting bitch face mm. while somebody is coming down the aisle, they will sit anywhere, Go but next you. to you. <laughs> so funny. I don't even mind. Usually like I actually like talking to people on really oh i don't i don't mind talking to people like um people part of it is is like i have something about me people always tell me their darkest secrets with like very little prompting so a woman will be like i had an abortion last year and i'm like wow (laughs) you want my peanuts oh like and you know like it'll be some like and i don't mean that an abortion is a big dark secret because it's not but i just mean it'll be some like a pastor's wife right i had an affair and had to get an abortion and i'm like jeez And like, I, so I always end up kind of talking to people because I'm always interested in people's stories and what they're doing and, and stuff like that. But, uh, but that, but it's different than <clears throat> have someone sitting down next to you and explaining the rotor system for something for 45 minutes. Right. You know, than actually having a conversation. So the last time that somebody did talk to me on a plane was this poor girl. I was flying, uh, back to Tucson and the pl- plane was full as they are often now. And she was sitting, uh, in the middle seat. And she was totally fine and like chatty and drinking her drink. And then the um, pilot announced that we'd be landing and she got so fucking nervous. She just like had a panic attack. And so she was like wringing her hands and she was like rocking in her chair. And then um, we're descending and she just screams. Oh my God. (laughs) She screams, we're coming in hot. We're coming in hot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing. It is. It's, yeah, it is, but you probably weren't. Like, you're probably coming in just regular warm. Yeah, it was a totally normal flight, yeah. as I could tell. But she thought we were coming in hot. Yeah. Um, so she she was freaking out. Yeah. And then I felt like, oh, because I haven't talked to you the entire flight, um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> What's my response here? Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. like rub your back or something. Yeah. So I just treated it like I treated everything, which is totally ignoring that it's happening. Avoid it. Avoid it entirely. <laughs> See, I am, that, that is like a, there's a good um, delineation of our uh, personalities. Is you're like, this isn't happening and I'm ignoring it. I see that that person is nervous when they first sit down. And I'm so codependent. I spend the whole flight making them comfortable <laughs> and making sure that they're okay in the landing. And so I like will like see that someone's nervous and immediately engage them in a conversation. And then like if there's turbulence, I'm like, oh, this is nothing. I was married to a pilot forever. You're totally fine. And I like spend the whole flight making someone comfortable instead of just reading my fucking book and being like, hey, you're on your own, bud. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Not my problem. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> I have three magazines here. I brought my own drink. <laughs> Yeah, we do not need to engage on any level. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, I'm lonely. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> I fly a, a lot. 
Can I have your cookie? Okay. Um, okay, you said that there was something else that you want to talk about summer and oh yeah summer season is really hard for me and this is something also that i notice when i'm traveling which is coming back into boise idaho and being in the boise airport what is with everybody and tan cropped chinos i don't know what a tan cropped chino is okay so like tan pants Mm -hmm. but they're capris okay is this a lady it's always ladies. Okay. And, you know, like, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be about body shaming or, like, you know, n- it's none of my business what you wear. I am pants shaming because these pants, people, look good on nobody. Nobody who, who owns a pair of tan, uh, capris looks good in them. They're ill-fitting collectively across the entire population of women. Yeah. You know, like, if you're skinny, if you're curvy, if you're short, if you're tall, these pants look bad on you. I do know what you're talking about because we we did uh, for last night for the movie night we did what women want and there's a scene at the end where Helen Hunt opens the door. She's wearing a white cropped midriff top uh, cardigan and then those exact pants. And her, she turns around and walks away and her butt looks like she's wearing an adult diaper. I paused <laughs> yeah. the movie because I was like, is Helen Hunt shitting her pants? And it seemed like they were like. I don't know, just diaper her up and see if we can make it through. <laughs> like, they are so unflattering. And she's, you know, she has a lovely body. She's an attractive That's woman. what I'm saying. And she, they're so, like, flat-ass frumpy. Yeah? Okay. So, that's I a hard season for me, because... Men's cargo pants. Manpreys. I haven't seen any manpreys. Well, I guess I have seen... They're usually more, like, black, long, kind of gothic, raver guy pants. But I thought you were talking about, like, the cargo pants, um... That are always on, you know, guys, and then they have, like, the big pockets. and Yeah, well, they also make the tan pants for women in that form. Oh. But the the, the pant itself can take many forms. All of them are bad. Oh. So it's the flat front, or it's the pleated, or it's the wide leg, or it's the, you know, tapered leg. It's the cargo-y. It's the painter's thing. The painter's ones are... Oh, my God. So much, but she always wears painter's jeans. Like she, in somewhere in her mind, got it. Like that was the style that stuck for her. Like was that like ninety eight? Probably. Yeah, like ninety six, ninety eight. She was like, oh, these are what jeans are. This is what's gonna happen to me with skinny legs? Because I'm like, oh, this is what jeans are. And then uh, everybody in twenty years would be like, oh my god, why are you still wearing those stupid skinny leg jeans? You know, because everybody would be wearing like neon blow up balloon pants. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> Really I'm cool. looking forward because if I can get mine in a novelty print, yeah. that's where I stopped. Oh, yeah, the bird or a pineapple. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And I okay. Yeah, I'm on board with your pants. Your pants rave. And and I just wanted I just wanted like make sure that everybody knows that this isn't just about people who have uh some sort of um you know something to be self-conscious about in terms of their body now this is all Everybody. women look pants. bad it's just the, pants. just the pants yeah so and it's going to accentuate anything that you're feeling bad about yeah. is your is your butt a little bit big it's going to make your butt look huge those, those khakis do if you have a flat butt it's flatter if you have a big butt it's it looks like real round weird right you're right and if you if you have like a little bit of a uh extra stomach then it accentuates that that pooch mm-hmm. you know yeah, thick thighs look thicker mm-hmm. thick ankles look thicker mm-hmm. skinny ankles look look weird yeah they just look like like little twigs out, out of your tan pants yeah and it's just tan pants 
I mean, sometimes the white pants also I don't like, but just. Some people look great in a pair of white pants. I've never had the. Um, I think audacity. like four people. Yeah, I've never had the audacity to wear white pants. Yeah, I know what's gonna happen if I wear a white yeah, pants. I'm gonna immediately get my period, my no matter what time of month it is. Yeah. <laughs> and not like, know oh, it. You think you're in the show? Huh? <laughs> Uh, I've got a big river trip coming up. Fun. Yeah, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, that'll be mid-month. And going to do some uh, eastern Idaho touring around. Nice. I haven't done a lot of that in years. Yeah. I, like City of Rocks and stuff? Or? Um, well, I'm going to do a little bit of arts tourism. Oh, cool. So I'm going to go do a folk... Not rock climbing. <laughs> well, I am going to go to the Craters of the Moon. Cool. Um, and I'm hoping Shoshone Falls before before the first of the month when it's supposed to like get less spectacular but yeah it's a work trip mm -hmm. so i'm going to be doing some visiting uh, arts orgs and yeah. uh performing arts venues and stuff so cool. that'll that be cool. Really cool and then head out to the river and not have a cell phone or a computer for a blissful uh, six uh, to seven days uh, yeah because you <laughs> No technology. I have maybe a, even listen, no flashlight. <laughs> that's my summer plan. So I'm off until I'm technically off of the road until August eighth. Um, when we're doing like a soft open of our Jeff and I are doing a soft open of our tour in Chicago. Um, like the Rolling Stones is what he said to me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's why. Okay. I hope you get a scarf. Oh, I you need to. We we should really work on your uh, <laughs> scarfing. Yeah. Um. But in the meantime, I need to finish my book, and I had sit, I had been like, what can I do to make sure that I finish my book? Because it's been a, it's a year late at this point, and I've been like, oh, I'm totally going to finish that. Um, and so I decided that I was going to take a social media hiatus for the whole month of July, but... You second, are not convinced. The second I said I would do that, I was immediately like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. You can't do that. And I even, I was even like, okay, so we're going camping in July for 10 days at the Oregon coast. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going, I'm going to not look at any social media the whole time I'm there. And then for the rest of the, like, that'll set the tone while we're camping for the rest of July for me to get a bunch of work done. But then I was like, but what about when I want to post pictures of the kids on the beach on Instagram? Like, I want to take Snapchats of the beach. And I, like, I am actually kind of shocked at myself how, how deprived I, I am already feeling saying I'm going to give up my social media for a month like I would have expected expected of myself that I'd be like take it or leave it whatevs I'm not a teenager and instead I'm like no <laughs> you know what you should do is you should get one of those disposable cameras like we used oh, to have yeah. in the 90s you know Actually. yeah they take horrible pictures they, they the take worst. the worst I have but... a camera camera I have a decent camera but I could still take pictures of it's it's like that it's like a weird tree falls in the woods thing i'm like if i don't post these on instagram do they exist you know what right I mean? like are we like, actually having fun as a family I together have to, i have to show these pictures to people and i'm and i'm like like recognizing that in myself i'm like who what because that's not who i think i am but then there's that yeah there you are that's who you are reaction <laughs> that's like but i don't well and i so i'm getting rid of my facebook um i'm only gonna have a fan page because i got a bunch of harassment on the internet a couple weeks ago um, and I decided after that, like I am making my Facebook into a fan page and I'm not going to do Facebook anymore, but I was kind of over it anyway, because it's so personal 
like I never had privacy concerns before, but now that people are kind of becoming a part of my life as, as fans, it's like, oh yeah, this is a little scary. Snapchat and Twitter, I can interact with people one-on-one on a very anonymous basis, but like Facebook, they can see into my whole life for the last eight years. And it's a little creepy to me. So yeah, I'm going to get rid of my Facebook. So that's not a huge deal. It's more, but like, I love Snapchat and I love Instagram. I love Instagram. I love Twitter now that I installed the blockchain um, and I'm enjoying it again. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I, I know it's what I need to do. Here's what I think I'm going to have to do. I think I'm going to have to make a bet with the internet that I'll do something terrible if I get on social media for non-emergency reasons for August. For what? constitutes a like, like I'll donate a thousand dollars to Donald Trump or something like something that's so ooh. bad something but what's an emergency like what if you drop your ice cream cone and people don't know about yeah it. <laughs> I think that's an emergency I think other than to use it for promotion which I kind of would still because I have a couple shows in July that are here at home um uh, but other than that like I do wonder like because I spent I like I'll write but it's all Twitter jokes. Like, I just put jokes on Twitter. And, like, I haven't been doing... I, I haven't blogged in a year. Probably because of harassment stuff. I just got tired of it. But, yeah, I just need... I need to do it. So, uh, if you're listening, um, if you can think of a good month of July Twitter bet for me to come up with, like, something so horrible that somebody's like, eat a bag of worms. I'd be like, I'd fucking eat a bag of worms for Instagram. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> worms are not that bad. Oh, I... Someday, you know, I mean, we have all sorts of, there's, there's a, there's a a crisis with meat right now. So, I mean, get you, get, get ready to eat bugs, everybody. I um, have a a good friend who, who started a company where he makes flour out of crickets. Right. And it, and he uses crickets for a bunch of, I think they make them into protein bars and other stuff. And he did that because he was, he's a water ecologist and like a big environmental guy. And he was like, meat is killing, killing the planet. So. I don't have a problem eating bugs. I Me neither. Jocelyn, I need a bug right now. Actually, I have some. I think I have cheddar flavored in the room sitting right next to you. Next podcast. For I'm not time. hungry though, so <laughs> you know I try not to. I try not to eat between meals. It's, I'm on Weight Watchers right now, so I don't know how those count okay. for points. Oh, it has the calories. So we can look and see how many points a meal is. All right. Um. Uh, let's call this one because we're gonna do a couple shorter episodes so that we can. Don't tell everybody our oh, secret, I mean, idiot. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we should, should we should just apologize because we're women yeah. for the fact that we've been really inconsistent about posting yeah. and that we have other things that are going on in our lives. Been so busy. Been so busy, which I hate when people say that. Yeah. Cuz what's more important than this? What's more important than your podcast? <laughs> Fuck your life. Your kids? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Spending time with your elderly dog? Oh, I no. Was about summer, so I had scheduled it so that I had like eight weeks off in the summer because I had worked. I worked purposely April and May, fucking constantly, so that I could take the summer off and just really hang out with the kids. And I got home last week from New York, and like, like I missed them to a point where it was like physically manifested. Like I just wanted to smell them and hold them and kiss them. And I was home, and I was just like loving them, loving them, and, and like within a half hour, I was like, oh my god, you guys are so obnoxious. <laughs> Like, I adore them, and I love them so much, but they're, like, fighting, and, rah, 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 and like, arguing over what movie to watch, and I was like, just fucking pick a movie, god <laughs> damn it. And then, um, they were home for two days, and, like, you know, I mean, you remember summer when we were kids, you were kicked outside, drink out of the hose, like, nobody, you were just out, and hanging out and stuff, and 
they're just in the house, in the house, always like watching TV and playing video games. And so I was like, okay, this is the last day we're doing this. We're going to go do a bunch of shit. So I've been trying to. Yeah, I feel bad for kids that they aren't just, you know, shunted outside by 8 a.m. We were not allowed to come back. They were like, go do something, figure figure it out. That's what we were always like, what do we do? And they're like, figure it out. You know, I had that thought, too, because my kids have um, each set, the step kids and my kids have a, a cell phone that's like for when they're out, you know, doing shit. And I told Dylan, I'm like, I want to take it away because they call me. It's for emergencies. They call me 9,000 times. We're bored. It's hot. Can we come home from the park? They text me 900 times where I'm like, just go fucking play. Go. If somebody tries to touch you at the park, then text me. <laughs> Otherwise, go fucking yeah, play. Yeah. Also, I we didn't have a, a phone. Yeah. Like, I was fine. Yeah. You know, I don't remember anybody dying, honestly. You know, like, so I, I was showing somebody the house that I grew up in, which is on the Warm Springs Mesa, and then I went to school at Adams Elementary, and we lived, you know, like, on the top of Warm Springs Mesa, and it's a freaking trek. We walked to the pool, which is, like, multiple miles r- on a regular basis. My mom would give us $2 for the pool mm-hmm. and an extra dollar for a candy bar and it was like you'd leave at eight o'clock in the morning you go to the pool all day yeah. you'd have your candy bar and you'd walk all the way home and yeah. like don't come home until six yeah we live and it was not sh- considered cruel no, <laughs> it was also considered day. like this is great oh, for everybody involved you yeah, know it was the best nobody's breathing but down your neck and just yeah and that's my kids i got everybody so we have a family pool pass and we live very, we live within biking distance to the pool. It's not that far. And I've been like, go to the pool. And they're like, I don't want to. It's boring there. Although, the last time I made them go, I told them that they were all grounded if they didn't go to the pool. And then they wouldn't come home. And they were texting and texting about how they could, they weren't coming home. And then Calvin came home finally without them. And he, he was like, they won't come home because there's girls outside the pool. So I'm like, yay, yes, find out about girls. And then, but Calvin, were those girls uh, made of drones? <laughs> no. Then who fucking cares? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to deal with eight weeks, seven now, of summer with them and no social media. Yeah. I used to work at a place where we had camps that ran throughout the summer. And we would have a really hard time. We'd always try and get people to like early birds, signing their kids up for camp in April, May, June. And then like two weeks in to July, there would be this huge yeah. run on camps. Well, what, you know, how many camps can I possibly get my kid? Can I get my kid yeah. into like four weeks of Just camp? Can he go all day? You know, because they were half day yeah. camps. Well, can I sign him up? And then he like... Lunch will be fine. He can just sit out front and eat his He's pick. Fine. He's yeah. fine. He's back. <laughs> He's going to be great. Yeah, it was just like this collective desperation of parents like, yeah. all right, we've had enough summer now. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it's like I have been so excited to have time with them and just to hang out with them. And, we, you know, I still have been doing that. And we've been hanging out. But by like 11 or noon, I'm like, okay, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I can just like go do something. And there's so many of them. Too. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, um, we're gonna wrap it up and uh, not make another podcast. That'd be super weird. Whatever. Just stay tuned. This summer will be will be in and out, but uh, it's gonna be good for you. Yeah. You know, a little bit of um, what? Kind of social media. You can still make podcasts.
they don't oh yeah, no, they don't count. count. They're not social media at all. No. I'll oh. be like, talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Internet, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> also, if I decide not to do that, so. Yeah. Right. Okay. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.